Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, Human Behavior Mastery. Dewan, what up, man? Yes, sir. What's goody, my boy? Man, ready to talk about these humans? Yeah. Find out why humans do what they do. Uh, we're here, man. How was your week? It was good, man. It's real busy. You know what I mean? Cheering in things. Anything weird happen with other humans? Things happen weird with humans every day. Give me an example of weird human behavior. Um, So I had, on a flight, so I had the person next to me, like, I don't know if it was weird, but it was just a little quirky. Like, they kept watching what I was doing, like, in my phone. <laughs> How you know? Because they kept watching what I was doing <laughs> in my phone. Like, when you when they look at your phone, like, they're looking at your phone, you look at them, they try to look up? Or no, like, like she just kept looking in my, like, <laughs> like, kept looking, and I'm like, hi, like, like, hey, is everything okay? <laughs> like, hey, how are you? Oh, okay, let's just go back to the... So I don't I don't know if she didn't feel safe or I don't know what the vibe was, but, like, mm. she just was a very curious or inquisitive person. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I just want to give the benefit of the doubt. But what do you think... What do you think was going on? I, honestly, I don't know what was going on. Hold on, that just seems awkward. Maybe put it on your joint so you can uh, it don't turn off. Yeah. But like for somebody, okay, okay. So I'm I'm gonna be honest. I had a situation where I was on a plane, and this girl, she was next to me on the plane, and she had I forgot what it was, but it was something that I thought was funny. She, had she on, was doing she, on her phone. She had on something that... No, she was on her phone, and I forgot what it was. But it was something that I thought was very, very funny and very interesting that I wanted to post about. <laughs> so I take my phone, and I act like I'm about to take a picture of myself, but I'm actually taking a picture of Oh, you're a creep. <laughs> I am a creep, bro. You're a creep. It was, I for, I, yo, I, it was a while ago. I forgot what it was. But the... Uh, the flash was on. So I take a picture. So it's embarrassing. I take a picture. Flash goes off. She looks at me like. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I was trying to take a selfie. <laughs> I promise you. Time out. Yo, you trying to take a selfie on the, on, the back, on the back of the phone? I try to take a picture of her phone on the flash. And I was like, oh, wow. My bad. My uh, wrong. <laughs> 
I forgot what it was, bro. But it was something so funny that I wanted to post about. This was years ago, and uh, yeah, that that was just an. I don't know why I did that. Now I get what was I doing? The craziest things I see are on airplanes and the train. Mm. I don't really ride the train like that anymore. But like New York City trains are the most interesting place <laughs> in the world. Like you see. Everything mm. like you get on a train, like you could tell when everybody is stacked and nobody's on that side. Mm-hmm. You can tell it's like a, a homeless person that might not smell the best over there. Mm-hmm. Like you, I could you can tell on a train car just who the players are. Mm. The person sizing everybody up, the person that's about to start asking people for money. But only you notice that. Yeah. Not everybody. Like if I was going, if I was in New York, I remember going to New York. And I jump on the train and I'm looking at, now I'm aware of what's going on. You you might see something that stands out. You're like, all right, that person, I'm just going to watch that person. Okay. But you, because you're in this human behavior space, you probably see everything. Yeah. I think it's honestly, I think just my lived experience. So growing up in a real like crazy environment, you it, it like shapes you. you So it's like my natural way of thinking. Yeah. Couple that with like I, I've played chess probably since I was two years old. So I'm, I'm a very like um, strategic thinker. I think in like in sequence and I'm always anticipating what's coming next. Right. So you couple that with humans and then getting into the work that we're in with like human behavior. And I just I can't stop people watching yeah. like it, it it makes some people uncomfortable like well, why are you staring at people or why are you are you not paying attention to me when i'm talking to you because my eyes are shifting around to what's happening in the environment mm. i'm always keyed into what's happening um and i i for me it is something that i can't turn off gotcha and you shouldn't man because it's why you're best in the world at it man uh today today we're getting into um uh human behavior mastery right but uh I think a lot of people have heard of DISC, yep. DISC assessment. And uh, I scroll up. Let's show, the, let's show the DISC. Oh, that's the Yeah, that's this right there. And your computer's about to die. And my computer's cool. about to die. Um, I could probably charge you. Yeah, we got a, uh, it's an outlet right there, so you can go change. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold yeah, down the conversation. It, it, it. <laughs> so a lot of people have heard of DISC, uh, the D-I-S-N-C, um, started by uh, started by William Marston. Dr. William Marston. Yes, did he did he invent it, or he popularized it? No, he, he created it. He created it. He created it. But there are a bunch of other um, there are a bunch of other people who had the same science in terms of understanding that all like so everybody the, has a predominant trait out of four. So the field the field of study, um, will be we think about behaviorism or you know, behavioral psychology or social psychology, there's, you know, in my studies, there's, you know, um, Kurt Lerwin, who was like the godfather, the person who created social psychology. So how people sort of interact with each other, right? Behaviorism speaks to how an environment shapes a person, but that also is inclusive of how we engage each other. So all of this stuff kind of like builds on each other. So you got Lerwin who's there and then 
uh, Marston comes behind him and sort of builds this, and it's been popularized and it's been around probably almost a hundred years, like going on a hundred years now. So sure, but there were, there was another, and I I need to pick. I wish I had my computer because I go into my studies, but um, there were other psychologists that found that there were like four. They didn't call it DIS and C, but yeah. fire, water, like yeah. the elements, and we all have a predominant trait. So this is a science that like people understand from from way back in the day. Like everyone's different, but there are four predominant. Character traits, yeah. not character traits, but behavior traits. Right. Even if you think about in the sense of like archetypes, mm-hmm. right? That's a term or like, you know, um, different. It, it just, we as people acknowledge that people, different people play different roles mm-hmm. and there are different types of people in the world. How you conceptualize that, how you communicate that is is different. But this specific, you know, psychologist chose to put it in four quadrants mm-hmm. And, you know, sort of look at it through this specific lens and these four elements of behavior. Yeah, I think like if, for instance, you are going to say, yo, describe a person using the seasons. I think there's, there's something to this four, right? You would say, OK, my my cousin, would you describe my cousin as summer, uh, winter, spring or fall? Right. And you'll be able to put everybody that you know into four of these categories based on your own mm-hmm. your own perception of what a season represents to you. But once we understand that everyone is different, but there are we're not as different as we think. Like there are certain people where you can tell they're a type of person that they're going to exhibit some of these traits. And I think that's when you really start to get into human behavior mastery, networking, and getting the most out of your relationships. Yeah. What I've realized is we're all doing things for the same reasons. Mm. How we choose to do it may differ, right? So, again, it makes me think about Lewin's equation, right? So, with Einstein, you got the theory of relativity, E equals MC squared. Well, Lewin's equation with social psychology is B, behavior, equals P, E, right? So behavior is a function of the individual and the environment. And uh, it, it always makes me think about that. This what like, is the P? Huh? Does the P stand for The something? person. Okay. Right? So the person. Behavior. Behavior is a function of the person and the environment. So B, mm. right? B equals F parentheses P E, right? So behavior is a function of the person and the environment. Which means that these are two variables that are at play. So there's there's like a, a story about the these two twin brothers, right? And the father was an alcoholic. And they asked one brother, like, why don't you drink? And he goes, well, because my father was an alcoholic. I saw him drink my whole life. And you ask the twin brother, grew up in the same environment, same parents, everything. Why are you an alcoholic? Because I saw my father drink my whole life. Right. So the environment was the same, but the people were different. That explains the variance in behavior. Absolutely. Right? So we there's a there's the physical environment, but the psychological environment, our internal wiring, we relate to things in different ways. So though we're in the same space, the way we connect to everything in the space is different from person to person. That makes sense. Yeah. Let's just let's jump into this disc real quick, man. Um 
Let's let's pull it up. Uh, I guess we got to go through the disc first, and uh, we actually have Reese's assessment. Yeah, Reese. So we are going to have a conversation with Reese about um, about his assessment and uh, why he does the things that he does and how he does the things that he does, and uh, you know some of the, the the reasoning behind it. But let's get into disc. So. The D-I-S-N-C, and I, 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 we'll go through, I mean, the life of this podcast explaining it all, but mm-hmm. um, I think it's if this is your first time watching, then um, we owe them to explain it. So you want to go to D or I? Right, right. So, again, these are four different quadrants of behavior. So you have the D, which speaks to the quadrant around being decisive. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the quadrant that is around uh, problem solving, like solving problems um, and how you solve problems. People who tend to be quote unquote high D's are more aggressive, assertive, direct, driving about, forceful about how they solve problems. And people with lower are more thoughtful, more methodical, you know, more intentional about the way that they go about it. Well, will the New York in you prevent you from saying high D and low D? (laughs) Yeah, I hesitated for a second, you know what I mean? But, like, I'm just a general pause. Welcome to the pause I'm going to pause the whole, <laughs> pause this for the whole joint, you know what I mean? Like, let's just get that in, let's get that out of the way. All right, so uh, the D measures your, your decisiveness. I, uh, interaction, your, um, your, your, not ability, I'm not trying to use the word ability, but your preference, your preference, your willingness. Engaging with other people. Yeah. So I'm a high I. I mean, I love this stuff. I love to sit down and have a conversation with people. I love going to hang out, mixing and mingling. DeWan, when he becomes a celebrity, he's going to be the person that says, I am all drained because I cannot go through the airport without people talking to me. When I'm going through the airport, people talk to me all the time. And I'm like, yo, that's what's up. You really rock with the show? I appreciate you. And I'll just sit there and engage because yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's the difference. I'm a I I almost have no eye. What's your eye number? Uh, about 27. 27. Mm-hmm. I'm a 99. And it adapts up to like a 32, and that's about all I got in me. <laughs> and a, a low eye for those that are watching just to make you feel safe. <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It just means you're more introspective. Yeah. Meaning. So it doesn't mean I don't engage with people. It doesn't mean I'm like, like anybody that knows me, if I, if I know you already, or if we have a relationship, then I rock with you through and through. I'll run through a wall for you. Mm-hmm. If I don't know you though, it takes time for me to let somebody get in my space and I need a reason for us to build connection. I can't just give that away, right? So I have to build rapport, build trust. Um, people laugh and joke and say I'm like really guarded and like like secretive and mysterious. And it's just like, nah, it's just like, what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like what, what do we have to talk about? For sure. And then we have the S quadrant. So that, well, Actually, let's go down to the definition. Do you have the whole thing on here? The definition, not the definitions, the um, the the vocabulary words. The vocabulary words. Going to the vocabularies, because um, this to give everybody a good idea of um, exactly what we're talking about. So, you can zoom into the I. So, for those that 
are um, zoom into the eye for me. Yes. Gre- gregarious, okay. If you're gregarious, that's the highest form of extroversion. Now keep it a, keep it a hundred. You ain't even know gregarious was a I word no or two. Idea uh, persuasive. My eyes are persuasive, meaning I will talk to you for a long time to get you to think the way I think, to get you out of your rut. I'm trying to persuade you to be happy about life. I'm trying to persuade you to my way of thinking. I'm trying to persuade you to go to this club. I'm trying to persuade you. And I have no problem having this conversation with you. Yeah, you naturally bring energy to a room. You naturally light a room up. Mm -hmm. Like, you speak the language of people. Yeah. Like, intuitively. Yeah. And you you genuinely like engaging with people. However, let's not put it in a box because I can get peopled out sometimes. Believe it or not. Well, I mean, you're because, human, right? You're human. Yes, but only because I'm a high I and a high C. Sometimes my high C kicks in and I'm a watcher. And I and sometimes I'll get in my own a head. Judger. And once I get in my own head, I've got to kind of withdraw. And I'm adapting. With my, we'll get into all this kind of stuff. But yeah. Let's get into the S, man. S, high in patience. Right. How you tend to pace the things in your environment. Yeah, just my high S friend. What's going on? What's your vibe? So, <laughs> so I'm a 99D, right? Um, and I think that's I think it's interesting. Like me and Dave both have what you call like unicorn profiles, in that we have two really high scores in in quadrants that are opposite from each other. Right, so the D and the S are opposites, and the I and the C are opposites. So I'm a 99D, but I also have a really high S. So mm-hmm. my vibe is more chill, more cool, more calm and collected. Unless there's a problem, and then if there's a problem, then that's that's different. But <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm chill for the most part, and I like for there to be peace, right? I. I my mentality is I'm willing to go to war to keep it peaceful. I actually enjoy it being peaceful, but I don't mind it being right, being staticky. For sure, for sure. So a person who's a IS, a person who's a high S likes things to be paced, likes things to be predictable, mm-hmm. likes for things to be calm I and stable. I've seen, brother. You know what I'm saying like you took it, you took you took an assessment, a disc assessment, a disc assessment. You never took one. I got you. Don't oh worry yeah, we're gonna change that. Yeah, we're gonna change we're gonna that. Change that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so high S's are like the people who play the background. Mm-hmm. They like things to you know what I mean? They they want everybody to be supported. They wanna they like the glue that holds the room together. Yeah. Whatever room they're in. But that low S, go down to the to the low S. Uh out of control. Chaotic. Chaotic. Spontaneity, meaning we listen. We make a decision and we go. We know those people, right? Yeah, you one of them. I'm not one of those. Kinda. So I'm. I, I forgot what my my S was. I'm, I'm looking at my assessment, but yeah, that's in the forties. Yeah, but I'm not. I wouldn't go spontaneity or chaotic. I mean, I wouldn't describe you as chaotic. Some I'm more I, outgoing, and I get restless. Yeah, and that causes you to be spontaneous sometimes. Not really. No, I, I wouldn't say I'm spontaneous in general. Now, in business, there are certain things that I want to uh, I want to go after because I'm high on economics. 
But I'm saying a person who's a high S would look at you as a person who's really spontaneous and really. So that's why you're calling me that spontaneous because you're high S. I'm mid. But somebody would call me spontaneous. But depending on the scenario. Right. Yes. So that is our uh, the C. Then we'll have the C assessment. And I think we'll, we'll put uh, mm-hmm. a, a link for you to take uh, the disc assessment in the, it's only in the right. comments. It's only right. Then we got our, our C. Yeah, go. Go do the C. Uh, your preference for established protocols and standards, meaning uh, high Cs, I want to do things the way that they are supposed to be and designed to be done. I follow the rules. I am a high C, meaning when I get to a stop sign, I stop. And I don't have no The whole C. car. I don't have no C. So my question is who set the rules and why? <laughs> like who said that's the way it was supposed to go? Yeah. A, I see a lot of other ways to do it. Yeah, I mean, like, but I want to. I want to follow those. And high C, very particular, very precise. I'm going. This is really where people are like yo, they don't understand that I have the perfect profile for a podcaster. You do. That is why you are successful in the way that you are because of your profile. You are tailor made. Tailor made. Tailor made to excel in this environment. Yep. I want to have a good time with the person I'm interviewing or engaging with my audience, but also I'm very cautious, meaning I have questions. I'm I'm so cautious that I don't want my audience to get the wrong message. So I'm going to slow things down to make sure we get it right and make sure I understand it. But that's the curiosity. So but you will see some people that are high eye, right? Very extroverted low C and they're going to talk the whole time because they're like, they don't have any, the, the, the patience never kicks in to let someone else explain. Mm-hmm. I've seen that or a high D high I tough podcaster because <laughs> you're going to go after it. You're going to have a thought and you have no, like you don't have any pullback to say, let me let this person enjoy this moment. Mm-hmm. I'm here. For what I have to say. So, that's the disc assessment. Let's go off the disc. Let's go. Off, let's go. Let's, let's, let's talk to Reese real quick, man. Reese was good. Let's head over to Reese real quick uh, in the studio, which is in the same studio we're in. Um, so this is Reese's assessment, a 67D with an adapting 42, 28I. <laughs> that's so clear. 46S. That's why we get along. 99C. Adapting down ever so slightly to an 88. So so people are not really aware, again, if they're watching it for the first time, they don't know what natural and adaptive mm-hmm. behavior is. Let's talk about it. All right, so natural behavior basically speaks to who you are when you're most comfortable, when you're in your natural environment, when you're doing the things that you want to do in the ways that you want to do them. When you're not conscious of what's going on, you're just being you. When you're just being you without thought, mm-hmm. right? Your adaptive behavior is who you are when you know that you're being observed, when you feel stressed, when you're in an uncomfortable situation or environment. Mm-hmm. You have a preference for adapting and behaving a certain way. Yeah. Right? So everybody has natural behavior and everybody has adaptive behavior. Everybody is always trying to revert back to the natural behavior. But there is value in the adaptive. Right? 100%. So the the analogy that I always use is we're land mammals. When we're on land and we're in our natural environment, we have to breathe, right? We inhale, we exhale. 
to live. But if I took a human and I threw them in a foreign environment, threw them in water, and they did what they naturally do, they die. They die because you can't breathe underwater. You don't have gills. So you have to adapt and hold your breath. That's where the value is. But if you hold your breath for too long, you die. You die. So you have to have a deadline. You have to know when to say when and revert back to your natural self in your natural environment. And what I've found in doing thousands and thousands of assessments and working with people is that most people are experiencing stress and burnout and things that are not working because they're spending too much time. They're living in their adaptive essentially. Mm. And they're wondering why things are not working. hundred percent. Let's look at, let's look at Reese's. The biggest adaptation is the D right there. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, I never think about it until I'm in this New York state of mind. Um, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? uh, 67, which is fairly high, um, and adapts down to 42. Not too much. No, 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 no. But what this says to me is that Reese naturally is going to go after something, meaning he's going to naturally go after a problem. However, when there's pressure or people are noticing him or when he's in his own head, He's going to slightly scale back, but not as much as I do. So I think my, uh, no, I, I don't, I don't have as, as much, but let's say somebody who drops dramatically. You ever did an assessment where they have like an 80 D and then they it go down drops like off 20. the cliff. Yeah. Yeah. So that's literally a person get, like when people say you get, you getting in your head, like they literally get in their head. Mm. So they go from, naturally like okay like being confident being assertive to whoa they question everything and they're like whoa i don't okay did i do this right did i or should i do this and they start to calculate mm -hmm. every step and every possible response and essentially it's an overthinker yeah right to 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 put that in layman's terms yep. it's a it's an overthinker a naturally um aggressive person or not even necessarily aggressive but naturally decisive but it's like that person who's like they make a decision they go and go let's say a, a young lady going on a date you might be powerful uh woman in business high d make the decision i don't care i go but because of that <clears throat> that that behavior or because of who you are it may be challenging when it when, when it starts to come coming to date so you get in a date and you say, okay, whoa, so, so many people told me that I'm aggressive and I push these men away. So when I sit down to go to dinner, I'm not going to be that. I want to make a decision, but I don't want to be too aggressive to push the person away. Mm -hmm. And it's not, a, it's not an enjoyable experience because they're literally holding their breath this the whole time. time. <laughs> Navy SEALs are trained to hold their breath for like three minutes and 30 seconds. And they're supposed right. to be the superhumans among us. So dinner is at least 45 minutes. That's a long time to not be yourself. And the other person got to know it's awkward. Like yeah. it's, the vibe sure. is off. Yeah. And to that point. And that's for people that are adapting down, meaning natural high, the adapting is lower. Yeah. And there is no good. There is no bad. There is like whether you adapt up or you adapt down, it's not right or it's not wrong. It just will dictate what happens in a particular scenario. Right. So if you're a person who adapts down, you get in your head and you start to overthink and you start to worry about what to do in a situation. Mm -hmm. 
right? I'm a person, like I'm a 99D. My adaptive is 95. There is really no change. You are who you are. So I am who I am. I'm consistent. But I tell people all the time, if I make a mistake, if I make a decision and it doesn't work, I just make another one. And I make another one. <laughs> and I make another one. And I make another one until I get it right. Yeah. So I'm going to just iterate and rep my way to the right thing i may break a lot of things in the process mm. but that's my way of going about it yep. somebody else may slow down and take their time and that's how they win yeah i saw this with reese so he was having a situation with somebody and like i i, I believe like reese is if he if, if something needs to be said he's gonna say it right if he has like a suggestion he's gonna get it off his chest right but in that particular situation with that person, he called me like, yo, this is the situation. I didn't say anything yet. I want to. What do, what do you think I should do? Do you know why? He's adapting down. Yeah, but he also, look at his look at his C and his adaptive. Mm. Right? So his C is still, his adaptive C is an 88. So he's mm. still super precise, yeah. super exact, super like, like critical, right? But now he's becoming more, he's overthinking now. So he's becoming more conscientious, more more like I have to make the right move. Mm -hmm. So that's why he would call and stop. Because you said before, right. he might just say what he want to say. Sure. But now he wants to be extra careful because he's still maintaining that high C in his adaptive, For but sure. the D is dropping. But it, in, in the midst, he could have just said it to the person if he wasn't adapting down. Let's say he's like right. not, not adapting at all. In the moment, I'm gonna say it because that's always what happens. Like th this is this is this is what's been going on in my whole life. So, for instance, <laughs> we were at dinner. <laughs> we, was at, we was at the event, and me and uh, uh, there was a guy at our at this party that was drunk, and I know Dewan. Oh man. <laughs> he don't he don't he don't have a whole lot of adapting. Like you don't adapt down as a D, right? No. But he's mature in who he is because his normal thing is, okay, this dude's, this dude's drunk. This is my man's party. I'm going to go punch him in his face, okay? But because of different uh, conversations we've had, Duan was able to, like, pivot and say, all right, this is what I would naturally be inclined to do, but I'm going to pull this back. Let me go say something to Dave. And I don't even think he was saying something to me for me to do anything. I think he was telling me what he's about to do. And I was just lucky enough to say, hey, hold on. Let's just calm down. I got him. Let me go. Yeah. Fuck like man. you, when you have a certain level of self-awareness, you have to tap into the resources, the people, the places, the things to talk you off the ledge or stop you from doing something you're going to regret. Yeah. And you're my brother and I know you and I understand who you are. And I know that would be, that would be mortifying that like that would just upset you in that moment <laughs> and so in, in that moment i had to pause because i'm like yeah i want to solve this problem but not at that expense yeah not at that expense yeah and in that moment i paused and i said there's a different way to solve this problem and that's when i went was like yo listen you got security around here right let's you know what i mean because yeah, yeah. You learn that there's more than one way to approach a situation. I that's just my way of solving the problem, but it doesn't it, it doesn't speak to all of the different solutions there are. hundred percent. If the roles were reversed, because and we're still talking about like being able to manage your own assessment, 
I wouldn't think action in that moment. Let's say roles are reverse. Mm -hmm. My man Dewan's party, I see it. I'm automatically thinking, okay, first off, my eye says, hey, man, everything good? Hey, man, maybe you should just... Just relax. Just have a seat. That That's how I handle it, right? Or I'd be looking for, okay, who is the right person to tell? I don't just jump into action because I'm have a, a low, low, 20 AD. So let's, 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 let's talk to Reese, man. Let's find out. Yeah, Reese, we... give me uh, something that you're struggling with and let's, let's, let's talk, talk it through. What do you mean what I'm struggling with? Give me one thing that you're struggling with. If you could solve this problem today, your whole life would be better. Something that you're looking to accomplish. Talk to us. Um, something I'm struggling with probably be like, it's something I've always been struggling with, is being in a leadership position. It comes to me, but I'm always conscious about it because I, to an extent, don't want to... Mm, trying mm. to tell people what to do. Like, yeah, we can see it's like really political. Yeah, I, I could see. I I could kind of. You want to right touch now. the political real quick? Yeah. Well, see, his political is pretty midline. It's mid level. Yeah. Right. It's, he doesn't have the desire. I love to lead. Right. Because I'm high political. Yeah, I'm a high political too. Yeah. But I, I I think, I think what it is like if I looked at his assessment in totality, right, being a high C. The biggest anxiety producer for a high C is criticism or making a mistake. So shying away from leadership, you get to make the decisions and everything rests in, you know, everything rests and falls on your decision making. It's in your control. It's in your control. You get to say, you get the credit and you get the blame. He's a high C. He does not want to make a mistake, especially if it impacts another person. You couple that with the fact that he's a low eye. He's also very guarded, not very expressive. So he's not going to put himself in those situations because now as a leader, you in a spotlight. He don't like the spotlight. He wants to be in the background. So now he's in a position where it's like, if I do lead, I want to lead from the back. Pause. I don't want to like, <laughs> I, I had to <laughs> like, he wants to leave from the background. He doesn't want to be in the front because he doesn't like the limelight. He doesn't like attention. He doesn't want a lot of people looking at him or people in his business or anything like that. He doesn't want to have to have a bunch of conversations like that. To lead, you're in the people business. You have to groom and nurture and pour into and, and like grow people. Not to say that he doesn't care about people, but that's going to burn him out because that's not how he's naturally wired. Yeah. Let's go into the values real quick. So I, I, I think it says a lot in those values from, yeah. from his assessment. So but how do you but how you feel about that, Reese? Like does it resonate with you? Like how do you feel about that? Um, some of it. Like I know you guys said in the beginning, um, I'm not I don't really care about uh, <laughs> what what people think. More of it's me. I don't want to fail and I don't want other people to fail either. So when I'm managing someone and I know I could have done it, it's like, okay, I could have just done it versus, Hey, do this for me. And then they don't do it. Right. But I think that that lends itself to the, uh, it's rooted in criticism. So if you're going to do something, you'll just, 
and, and it doesn't affect anybody else, you'll just do it. Why? Because mm. if you do it wrong, nobody knows. But also yeah. he knows that if he does it, he'll do it right. Yeah, 100%. Him doing he has it, enough time. in his mind, him doing it equals success, but he's risking letting you do it. Yeah. Yeah, sure. so it's it's not so if I do something and I get it wrong, I can take responsibility 100%. for me doing something wrong. But <laughs> it's hard for me to take responsibility for something somebody, something else that I know I could have done, but I gave it to someone else. For sure. So it's more of the failure part and me having no control over the failure. That makes right. perfect sense. But let's say for instance, you are Let's say it's your idea, your company, you have me do something and I do it wrong. It's not going to, you're not going to feel it as bad as if it's my company and I have you do something, but you have someone else do it and they fail. They do it wrong, but now it falls on you because you still got to like look to me and be like, yo, dang, I did it wrong. I mean, like your, your whole organization did it wrong. Right. So if, if it's if it's your company, you're not. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe we did it wrong. It's just, yo, I'm going to this person did it wrong. I'll go fix it. It's all good. Am I right? Yeah, it is. It, it's just one of those things. Right. Mm -hmm. So some people and I, the only reason I know, because I'm I'm high C2 and my biggest thing, my biggest fear is that criticism that someone else is going to see me do it wrong. If I went. So this happened the other day. Yesterday, actually, my baby almost fell off the bed. Okay. Can, we, can we stop for a second? <laughs> did, did we did we not have this conversation? What? The baby's going to fall off the bed. Said, but she didn't. <laughs> Here's what's crazy. So, <laughs> wow. I'm like, she's like, she'll just roll around on the bed. She'll just roll. And she's like, hype. And I'm watching her. But for a while, my wife is always, like, if my baby gets to the edge of bed, my wife's like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, yo, she's not even on the edge. She's like, she's got mad room before she actually falls and tumbles, right? So my wife is in the bathroom. The door's open a little bit. The bed is outside, so you can see the bed from the bathroom. We're on the bed. My baby's jumping around, jumping around, and she takes this roll and almost tumbles. I grab her legs, and she doesn't fall. She's and, and she and my baby is shook. Soraya mm -hmm. is shook. Like she's like, oh my gosh. So I grab her, I hold, I pick her up. What's the first thing I do? I'm sorry, baby. Look to see if Dre is watching. Mm. If she was watching, I'd overreact. Oh my gosh, yo, are you okay? Um, you you good, baby? Oh, we're good. Because I know she would come out like, oh my gosh. Right? But she wasn't watching. So I grabbed the baby said, oh, you good? And that oh, was straight. It never happened. <laughs> it never happened. Look at that. It never happened, right? But I'm so I'm so worried about the about judgment, the judgment and mm -hmm. the criticism of I did something wrong, especially after you told me, don't let her play near the, 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 the edge of the bed. So that was my that was my biggest anxiety. And, and I would I would think, especially with you, it's almost like a double dose because you're a high eye, too. Mm -hmm. So you care about how people feel, what people think, their opinions and things like that. A high eye's biggest fear is rejection. So if you got judgment, it's like, oh, you think negatively of me. That will weigh on your conscience. And so you're probably looking at everything through that lens of like, I have to do it correct 100%. all the time. Yeah. And everybody's watching. And like, it may feel like you don't have room to make a mistake yeah. or to be human. 100%. 
I would say to you, Reese. Now go ahead. Go ahead. Um, like what? I still don't think it's it's that. I, I really think it's more of a fear because now that I'm around you and I see how you operate, like leading doesn't. It's not as it's not as it's not as much of weight because I know if this happens, I can do this. Mm-hmm. So it's more it was more of a fear of not being in control, and even if I feel like if I'm leading someone and something goes wrong, I know I can do A, B, and C to get it done. Mm-hmm. Versus me not knowing A, B, and C, put more anxiety on me leading someone and going down that path and not knowing about A, B, and C. For sure, I, but what I, do you what do you think the fear is? The fear is something. It's not. It's, 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 it's still it's a not, fear. Yeah, it's, it's not like fear. it's not fear. Fear doesn't live by itself. Like, oh, yeah, I'm afraid so of. It's, I'm afraid. It's it's something there. But it's not. I don't think it's. If if it's anything about judgment, it's judgment on myself, not of other people. It does. It, it it. But it doesn't matter. Is it, it? It is a. But see, and and now we're gonna. St- and I, I don't want to make. I don't want to turn this into like a therapy session or nothing, <laughs> right? Somebody taught you to do that. Like the mean? the judgment of self, somebody somebody said something to you. Somebody reacted in a way that made you start to judge yourself. You didn't you didn't come. You wasn't born like that. Mm. So it's a learned behavior. So we got to get to well. When was the first time you you thought to judge yourself? Like what happened in that instance? Some people are aware of it. Some people are not. But everything we're doing is learned. We can trace back all of this to a particular instance or an occurrence. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that's why you do that thing. It's just such a habit now that you do it on autopilot. You're not even thinking about it. So whether you're judging yourself or somebody else is judging you, it's still judgment. It's still a fear that plays itself out. One of the the things that I noticed is that you might feel more comfortable because Dave is a C and you're watching a C operate at this level and lead. So, because y'all speak the same language, he you're naturally covering things that would make him anxious because you're going to cover yourself so you're not anxious. Mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So even when I, like if I, so I never fail to, um, because this is what I need. Say Reese sends me a video and I don't like it. I'm not going to say I don't like it. I point out some parts that are good about it. Like, oh, this, is, this, this joint is dope, but I think we should change this and that. Because I'm talking to somebody like me. I need to know that I did something good. Right? right. So if my, if my wife just tells me all the stuff I did bad, we're in a, we're in a shouting match. We don't shout, <laughs> I'm upset. Tell me the thing I did good first. The sandwich method? tell me how we can adjust. The sandwich method? 100%. <laughs> so here's my question, Reese. Let's say you have your own event. Or let's say you do your own podcast, right? You're, you sit here, you record your podcast, and... You're, you're going to produce it. You also record Social Proof Podcast or this podcast. What hurts more? If you lose all the footage for someone else's podcast or for your own? Somebody else's. Somebody else's, for sure. There are some people in the world, they wouldn't care either way. They'd be like, yo, it's just my, my bad. Let's, let's just do it again. I, let's just do it again. Let's do it again. So this is... That that shows, and it's not it's not a bad thing because it it keeps you um, it keeps you on your toes as someone that wants to offer great customer service, somebody that wants to get it right for the person. But it's still going to be a little bit of anxiety in there because I don't want to be judged based off 
something uh, someone perceived that I did in a negative way or my, my work, especially because you do really, really good work and it takes you, well, you're a lot faster now, but like you put pride into your work and I can imagine, just like me, I, I don't like, criticism doesn't feel good to me. It really, really feel like I, I get anxiety over criticism. You take it as a reflection of who you are. A hundred percent. Like we were but just having some a, people who don't care. That's not a thing for them at all. It's not. Some some people like we were just talking before. Like some people don't know how to separate the behavior from their person. So like, hey, this thing you're doing, maybe we should look at changing. I don't really like this thing that's happening. It doesn't mean I don't like you. It's the behavior. The two are not like the same. Right. So there's there's some separation between that. But a person who's a high C, they they are so invested. Right. They measure twice, cut once. They put so much. They're perfectionists. So they put so much of themselves into the work. It's impossible to, for them to separate who they are from the thing that they do. For sure. 100%. So they're going to take it like it's a personal criticism mm-hmm. when it's, that's just, it's not. Yeah. Yo, Neo, don't make you nervous, bro. Every time we do a podcast with Neil, I get I get deathly nervous, bro. I was literally about to call him today, like, all right, I can't, I can't do because I I know he wants things a certain way, and I know we give it. I, I'm holding my breath. It's it's something because he, he he it's a he's a perfectionist. So Reese, he'll make you nervous a little bit. <laughs> he's, he's going to critique the work for sure. Yeah, it doesn't make me nervous. He um. It's like going to get a whooping. Like, you know you're about to get a whooping. Like, man, let's just get this over with, man. Let's just... Yeah, I don't want to comment. Yeah, right, exactly. But, like, I'm, I'm sure maybe there's some... Like, you're going to send me a video, and you don't send me the video and go about your day, right? No. What, what happens? I sit and wait for, like, two hours for you to text me back. He's going to wait. His, he's holding his breath the 100%. whole time. I'm, I'm telling you, Reese, there... And I just want you to like take a, a deep dive into like, just start to notice some things in terms of um, how you take, receive, or feel about criticism. Because now, now I know it because like it, it, this this assessment was crazy. Because when someone started telling me about it, at first I'm like, man, I don't care about what people think. But then I was like, yes, I do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And me saying, I don't care what you think. Is me caring what people think. Like, it's like I'm trying to, like, overcome it. But now that I own it and I really, really care about um, criticism, I try not to put myself in a position to be criticized. So even in a post we made about Kanye West today, I took both sides. Like, I'm going to say, okay, well, he did something that he wasn't supposed to do, but I understand why he did it. Why? I don't want anybody to say point and say, oh, you're on that side. But now I own. I can. I can navigate and protect my own feelings from criticism. How you feel? Like I'm pretty sure you feel really. You feel better when you have read receipts on when somebody's oh, texting. Absolutely. Because to send a message to somebody and then just wait for the like. Really are they going to respond back? Or when you see the three dots for the bubble, that sends the anxiety <laughs> through the roof. I needs to know. Like, what are you about to say? Like, right. put them read receipts on and let me see what's what's happening. But yeah. You, you feel safe with knowing mm-hmm. and being making sure that everything is done a particular way. Like you said, there's a way to do this. Yeah. And you want to get it done right the first time. You don't want to have to 
repeat and come back to it. And I think that's what makes that's what makes C's special. Like for me, uh, they're like the anchors of reality in the environment. Yeah. Me personally, I'm a person that's an extremist, so I'm polarizing in any one of the directions. I'm very black and white. And a lot of times it's like, yeah, no, this come back this way a little bit, and because I'm gonna make a mistake, I'm gonna break something. I'm, I'm like, yo, let's just get it done. I'm not really paying attention. Not that I'm not paying attention to it, but I don't care about all the minute details. But one of those details may fracture something that we may not be able to replace. Hundred percent. That's where a C comes in yeah. to save the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I think um, eyes become really popular. But C's become really, really rich. C's are essential. C's C's make the world go round. Like I'm a like, you know, and we're not gonna go down we're not gonna go down that path, but the whole Kanye situation and things that are happening, C's. Yeah. C's C's write laws, C's do it like C's control the background. Yep. They, they, write, they, they write the laws. They write the take laws. care of their their generations to come. Yeah, it was some C's that wrote that law that was thinking a hundred years from now to protect my people. Yes, their C's C's laid a foundation. C's are wired for structure. Go to the, go to the vocabulary words real quick. This this is this is like important. Like one of the most valuable people because they're. It may take a little longer to get it right, but this person is going to get it right. Perfectionist, systematic, careful, analytical. Not everybody's careful. And they go through life making these mistakes. That's why, bro, and I, I used to like, I still apologize for it. They'll send me a video and I just see how this point doesn't connect. Now, somebody else might like it, but I got to send it back out. And get, get, you got to fix this part of it. Right. Or I'm going to see a bunch of stuff that other people don't see. But I understand that like C's are the most valuable people on this planet. If they if they can get there, if they have time to create their magic and they have somebody else running around, expending energy, talking to everybody and doing all the, the ads and being front facing. If a C has time to let their brain operate. Billionaire status. Mark Zuckerberg. Because here's the thing. But and here is the most important piece to that equation excellence perfection is not real once you can get a c to acknowledge and accept that perfection isn't real but excellence is and you're wired for excellence they 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 are a game changer Mm -hmm. but secretly like subconsciously they are chasing perfection at all times and that's where it starts to get tricky but but if but if you give them enough runway there's nobody that executes better than a C. That's a fact. Cautious. Being cautious. All right, let's 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 go into let's go into values real quick, man. And uh and let's talk to this leadership. Um, I think even when I saw this one when you first took it, I was like, Oh, I see. One, high economic, where economic isn't Always about money. So let's, let's just explain values, right? Right. These are the drivers. Right. So DISC answers how questions. How does a person prefer to show up in a space? How do they prefer to apply themselves in an environment? Values speaks to why questions. Well, why do you do? Like, like you ever see somebody like, yo, why does he do that? Or why is he always? 
values answers that question. What drives this person to do what they do? And there are seven values that make up this index that illuminates what motivates a person, the things that are sort of under the hood that gets a person, right? Because people make decisions, most people make decisions based on emotion, based off feeling and impulse, right? I'm not trying to get into dopamine and all that, but like impulse and emotion, these are the things that are going to push the buttons to trigger a person to do something and take action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's, let's run through them. Aesthetics. So we have aesthetic, which speaks to a person who's wired or a person who values peace and harmony and value. I mean, peace and harmony and balance. They the care. Things look. And yeah. Feel. They care about feng shui. Like they're like the vibe got to be yeah. the vibe is off in here. <laughs> right. That's a person who's uh, aesthetic. Value is really high. Yeah, Marcus was in here earlier. He was like, "Yo, everything in my closet got to look a certain way. Like they're like, I need my shirts folded this way. I would imagine high aesthetic, super, super and high aesthetic. My aesthetic is super low. Mine's is too. And we we laugh like I like I'm a habitual cage shaker. Like I like I slap bears. I just I'm all <laughs> over the place. I just I'm on whatever." Right? right, for some people, it literally drives them crazy, because they're like, "How are you just so fluid in that way?" And I'm just like, "I just need things to be functional. Does yeah. it work? Cool. I don't care what color it is. I don't. I'm not really concerned about that. Mm-hmm. So for me, function is important. Bro, my my wife drew me a bath one time for my birthday, and she's like, "Oh, well, she set the she set the tone. I'm talking about had the music, had the candles around." Like little flower petals in the tub, bubble bath. She's like, "Yo, baby, you need to relax. You need to chill, right?" So I had a, I think we we did. She did. She had somebody come to the house do a massage, and then uh, she kind of set up the tub. I had like some little juice by the tub, <laughs> juice and water, little chocolates. Well, coming to America one time. Oh, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was it was just beautiful, nice, serene. So she's like, "All right, I'm gonna leave you." Just relax. Just try to kind of, you're, you're always running. You just need to relax. I get in the tub and I sit there for about three minutes. And I'm like, yo, why do people like this? Like, I, I can't, I don't like that. Like, I'm low aesthetic, meaning I don't, the, 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 when, when it's too peaceful and quiet and everything is like chill, something's wrong for me. Or I'm like, yo, I got, I, my mind is running. I, I want to do. I want to get. I don't want to sit in this tub. I don't understand how somebody can sit in a tub which is music playing for an hour. Now, there's somebody that's high aesthetic that might say, "Yo, I need that mm-hmm. to survive." So it's just different people. So I'm not driven by that. So when you're talking to somebody that's like um, like a high aesthetic, they have to go off the energy and things got to feel right and the mm-hmm. setting got to be right. If you want to impress somebody that's high aesthetic, just make sure everything looks good and is clean and feels right. For me, I just need to know, like you said, like functionality. Let's, let's just get to it because that's not a, um, it's not a big driver for me. I was talking to a CEO that was like, yeah, I'm, you know, I want to, I want to bless my team. I want to do some, you know, like I'm looking for ways to incentivize people to like step the game up. You know what I mean? And they were like, yeah, you know, I'm going I'm to get them like a bonus. And I was like, oh, the bonus ain't going to work. I was like, what you mean? I'm like, the aesthetic is high. 
I'm like, what's going to happen is your economic is high. So you're going to give them a bonus. Thinking a bonus is going to mean something. And then they go, when they go, oh, thanks. You're going to get offended because you're like, wait, I just gave you a bonus. Like, it, it didn't hit the way that you thought it was going to hit. Do me a favor. Go through them all so they understand what's happening, the economic. And, just run through them real <clears> quick. Right, right, right. Run, run through them real quick. So we already spoke to aesthetic, right? So economic speaks to individual, right? So as an individual, you're wired for an incentive. You are competitive or you care about money. So it can be any one of those three. It can be all three of them, but it speaks to those three things, right? So incentives, competition, and money. Then you have individualistic. This just means you like things to go your way. You like to have your fingerprint, put your spin on something. Like you, it got to be your way. You got to put your, your your touch on it, your signature to it. Political means, okay, I want to win, but I want to win as a leader and I want to win as a collective. So if you think back, I always think about like the line leader in school. Like, mm. I listen, I'll be on the line. I just want to be in the front. Right. This is a person who likes to be the initiator. They want the team to win. It isn't about them. They just want to be the leader. Mm-hmm. Then you have uh, altruism. Right. So the altruist speaks to you caring about developing, growing and just like supporting people. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't care about people. Dang, if you have a team, low. Bro. It doesn't <laughs> mean that you. it doesn't mean that you don't care about people. If you're if you're. Uh, altruism is low The way that I like to communicate it to people Is like It's like Boundaries mm-hmm. So a person with High altruism Usually struggles with boundaries But a person with low altruism Has really good Established boundaries For how they function And how they deal with people mm-hmm. um, Regulatory speaks to Wanting to create structure Right, wanting to establish structure, wanting to create the rules. You want to make the rules. You don't want to just follow them. You want to create them. Mm-hmm. Regular uh, theoretical speaks to wanting to learn. Like, what type of learner are you? A person with a high theoretical likes to learn just to learn. A person with a low theoretical likes to learn for the sake of applying something. So they just want to learn stuff that they can go do something with. They don't want to know all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Those like everybody is is driven by these things and in a unique way. Yeah. And once we look at a profile, we can see the things that stand out, like what people sort of lean into or what piques their interests and the things that they don't really care for. Gotcha. So Reese, high economic, high individualistic, mid level political, theoretical. theoretical. Yeah. So there needs to be some sort of incentive or there's a goal. There's like a, you would be really, really good if you set a specific goal in front of you because that will make you run. And not that someone else is setting a goal. Like you set your own goal, you'll go after it. So there are some people that are high economic that are frustrated because they're grinding, grinding, grinding. I want to get to the money, but you didn't set a target for yourself. If you set that target, changes everything. Changes everything. Changes everything. Because right now you're not running after anything. Mm-hmm. But your value says, "Yo, I'm in. I'm driven by having some sort of target to reach." Yeah, my my economic is so high. I tell people I'm probably the most easily manipulated person <laughs> in the world. I'm a 99D and I got a high economic. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do, even if I don't want to do it, if you challenge me to something. 
it's like I have to. Yeah. Like it, it like I don't feel comfortable not doing it now because I have to show you <laughs> that I can do it. Right, right. For sure. Let's talk to that uh So the, so with 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 uh with uh we wanna go someplace yeah, else? We're gonna we'll get Reese. Yeah, with Reese it's like he has a like Reese needs a goal, he needs to be incentivized, but he also has to have the space and the environment to do things the way he does it. He has creative. to have the space to be creative. He has to have room to flow. He also needs to be in an environment that's going to help him grow and like is stimulating to him like intellectually. Like it's like, "Oh, this is interesting. I like this." Like he has to be able to to be curious in the environment. That is the best way to motivate him and get the most out of, mm-hmm. you know, his output. Yeah. Reese, what say you? Yep. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you know, I was uh, I was talking to Reese and uh every so often cuz I actually saw this assessment. Every so often, uh almost every time I see him I'm like, "Yo, we need you know, what's what's your objective? What would make you um you know, what like what is the thing that you want to do? What will make you happy?" And I just I just see it because of the economical like there's once once Reese finds and it may be a frustration because if I don't have the specific goal in front of me, I'll be frustrated because I have nothing to run after. Mm-hmm. Now, not everybody's driven by that. Like you can't dangle, a, a you know, some a dollar in front of everybody and they say, oh, I'm going after it. But I can challenge a Neo. I can challenge a M500. I can challenge uh, Reese and he'll step up to the plate because he has something to go after. But I think what's interesting is that high individualistic Reese isn't going to want to be cookie cutter. Like I need, we need to put a unique spin on it. I want to, I want to make sure that I leave my own mark on the world. But again, not everybody's driven by that. There are some people they are not individualistic, individualistic and you're telling them to create something. They're like, yo, I'm not driven to create. Political, like with the leadership, I was doing a staff training and had this one guy over a department and his boss brought me in because he's like, yo, we got to figure out how to incentivize this guy, right? Like he's not leading his people. Like he has, he has like four or five people that he's responsible for. But what he does is he just takes all the work and does it. He'll take all the work off their plate and say, yo, I'm just going to get it done. And I was looking at his assessment and I was like, this guy's not a leader. Not that he doesn't have the ability to be a good leader, but he's not driven to lead. Look at his political. Look how low it is. It's like an 18 political. He operates on obligation and duty. A hundred percent. But it was high economic. He said, yo, well, if we made him a if we made him a manager, why would he take the position if he's not driven to lead? I said, look at the economic. You'll pay him more money. So he said, sure. Mm-hmm. So I'll take the money. But I'm not going to lead these people. I still want to be part of the team. A hundred percent. But this is what I, so I have a session with the guy. And the first thing he says is, I don't really feel like grown people need to be told what to do. <laughs> he's like, I don't feel like, I don't feel the need to be babysitting grown folk. Let's just get the work done. Mm. He's not driven to lead. So in your organization, you'll be able to see this stuff and say, oh, well, I need to incentivize people another way so if you take take that same guy and says yo it's not about getting the work done i need i need this done but i need all of your people to hit certain marks 
Well, now the manager is more inclined to lead people because now it's a part of being challenged. And if all your people hit their marks, I'm then a, you'll get a bonus. You'll get a bonus. Now I'm incentivized. Now I'm incentivized. Yep. Now I'm going to go lead. Yeah. Now I'm going to make sure they get done what they do. Because I, I, you can't do all their work. You got to make sure they hit their numbers. That is your work. That is your work. Yeah. That is your work. Like I said, you, you have to... You have to go and speak that person's language. Yep. So, like I was saying before, the the CEO was like, yo, listen, I'm going to just give them a bonus. I said, that's not going to work because you're going to give them a bonus. And when they don't react the way that you want them to, you're going to feel like it's going to throw you off. Yeah, I said, but they do have a high aesthetic. So, you know what they would love? So in the office, it was more aesthetic than anything? This particular employee was a high aesthetic. Oh, gotcha. So, it's talking about one person. I got you, got you. Right. And it would, they were just sort of taking a blanketed approach to, I'm going to just give everybody a bonus. And I'm like, let's start looking. So this particular person, you know, that, that person came up and it was like, no, they have a high aesthetic. Give them an extra two weeks off. Or let them pay for them to go on a vacation, all expense paid, and watch how they react. Mm -hmm. They care about being refreshed and being in good environments. And like, that's what they care about. Send them on a vacation with their family. Watch how they come back, like ready to take on the world. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. So you, it's important for us not to just do what we would care about or, or motivate people in the way we're motivated. It's taking the time to figure out what motivates them and giving them exactly what they want and what they need before they have to ask for it. Hundred percent. Uh, gotta wrap up, man. Oh yeah, we gonna. Yeah. <laughs> is, hey, the time uh, flies when you're having fun. Oh, man. for sure. Questions, comments, Reese. And there's there's a lot to unpack in this, and we didn't even get into the attributes, which is a whole nother mental. Yeah, that's Doctor Strange in the multiverse, right there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, questions, comments, Reese. Um, not really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I already have any questions. I it's, see vibe. It's it's kind of like more reinsuring than mm. anything. Mm -hmm. Um, pretty much like it's stuff I've been thinking, but didn't know for sure. So this conversation, like reiterate that this okay, this is what's going on. Mm. Good, good. So, Dewan, man, how do people like connect with you? Do office trainings because once you get once you get this like disc language in your office, uh, everything turns up because now you're you teach a whole organization how to treat each other. So now we're putting people in categories D, I, S, and C. Don't criticize that high C like that. Don't do that. Hey, that person's a high D. Stop telling them stories and reasons. Give an answer, <laughs> bro. We trying to end the pod. Don't don't trigger me. <laughs> but yeah, the the idea is. Let's, you know, there's a bunch of people in an environment. Let's use our differences to make a difference, mm -hmm. right? When everybody feels seen and everybody feels understood and everybody feels celebrated for who they are and not who they think they're supposed to be or who we think they're supposed to be, they perform better. Yep. They live better, right? Yep. So um, really, you could text DISC to uh, 347-657-6682. That is 347-652-6682. Text DISC. Um, you'll get a link to an assessment. There it is. You know what I mean? There it is. I'm Dewan Matungo on everything. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm saying, I'm saying, it's just my name, just <laughs> my sure. name. It ain't nothing fancy, but yeah, like this is this is work that this is life work, yeah. honestly. Like even in the office space, you're doing work with people, you're working with people, mm-hmm. so we have to s- tackle some of these issues at the people level. Yeah. And once we do that, everything else becomes a breeze. There it is. Listen, man, make sure y'all follow me at Sleep Is Four with the number four suckers S U C K E R S. On Instagram, um, if you know, tap it. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, follow this podcast, share uh, this podcast with everybody that you know that can help. And uh, we out of here, man. Peace. Uno. All right. Uh- Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.